nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. I was going through some of my some of my files and I found something that I really like. It's called Stone Soup. It was written some years ago for the Mama Bears News and Notes. Dear Alice Malloy at the Mama Bears Bookstore, she published a, uh, a little paper we all read. I, I just loved it. Mama Bears News and Notes. Uh, well, Mm, yes, uh, I'm not sure that these will be carved on stone tablets, but I I find it a comfort to know that they're here in my file. This piece begins with a quote from Gertrude Stein. Uh, Gertrude Stein wrote, Let me recite what history teaches. History teaches. Uh, there, there was a rumor going around about that time, the time I wrote this, that then-President Bill Clinton was reading books on chaos theory. Mm. He certainly he certainly took them to heart anyway. Ah, uh, could be. He was on the zeitgeist watch. Ah, uh, like so many of us then and now, personally, I have no trouble with chaos. In fact, I would say that chaos is my source. Now, chaos is not calamity. Well, not yet. Chaos is lots of things, but it's not random chance or stormy weather. It's not the way things get tossed around inside a clothes dryer. I like the chaos of my own mind. That is truly a comfort zone a place of rest and meditation. <clears throat> when the present bewilders me, I just go through my notes and I see the jottings and scribbles of my past. And it proves to me that I have somehow threaded my way through the labyrinth of love and illogic through all the jobs and the junk and the joy of more than half a century. Hmm. I want to pick a year at random and see how I did it. Okay, back to 1990. Journal for December. This year was brutal. Tried to escape by writing a novel. Doris Lessing says novels are lying nostalgia. So why not write the truth? <laughs> Writers are damned liars, the best of them. 
It's the lies that tell the truth, if you believe Gertrude Stein and Pablo Picasso. Writing is the way I talk to myself. If I am overheard, it relieves my existential angst. Once a lover told me my angst was an affectation. I said, no, it was only Irish. The Irish use words to express everything except their true feelings. Samuel Beckett wrote, I am sorrow's bone. Yes, old Samuel Beckett, born in Ireland, (laughs) fled to France, of course, chewing on that old existential bone. Words can only name the pain. Words are the tag on the toe of time. Gertrude Stein wrote, Two, two things are always the same, the dance and war. Now, the sound of war and the sound of dance have never changed. To the old brain, only the sound makes sense. Sorrow must be sung. Think of the crying and the keening of the ancients. Think of the Irish grief dancing as they pound the dead deeper and deeper into the earth beating on the bones till there is silence in the heart. The ancient Celtic mystics in their dark stone cells by the sea, those mystics, they knew why words cannot be what silence can do. Words... Words are wormwood. I tear up my pages. I need a stage in this media age. The art of the 20th century is a collage. Film, theater, something beyond the page. Words are not enough. Print is cold. Only the voice can be felt. I must speak my lines. KPFA Radio airs my feminosities. (laughs) Femicide is not a hygiene spray. I, I love that sort of wisecrack, yes. Femicide is not a hygiene spray. Yes. I think that the medium, the radio medium, uh, demands satire. No one wants to listen to lectures. I try to alternate political satire with Jungian fairy tales. I allow myself some hand-wringing. Well, you know, I, I, I moan and groan about merchant mentality. That's banality. Oh, everyone knows about crony capitalism, and all the rest of this, uh, well, BS. I, I need to parody the new cultural anthropology, especially the 
anthropology of gender, of male and female lifestyles. One parody is worth a thousand polemics. I say that men learn from the animals and women learn from the plants. Now, that is why men stand up and women sit down. <laughs> I try to tell the young people that equal does not mean the same. I tell them an androgene is not a hermaphrodite and, oh, well, what the hell, what's love got to do with it? It's all right to be seven layers deep. It's all right to live with ambiguity and contradiction. In the gene pool of the holy fool, the universe is ever-expanding. For the fundamentalist, the universe is shrinking, contracting to fit a structured belief system, trying to hang on to something, yes. That way the self is lost. The resentniks and the rage addicts presage the national nervous breakdown Yes, of the 1990s, the gay 90s, <laughs> our own 1990s. Very gay indeed. History's whip is our, yes, our primal reptilian brainstem. That's it. That old brain, our primal reptilian brain, history's whip. The mob, the mob will, will determine our fate. Anyway, our age is the age of otherism. Identity politics, you know. The age of otherism is built on schism. To each his own, cry the orthodox. The men who worship their own cocks, the ones who cannot love... Our decade is Dante Red. Rewire. It's a new universe every hour. The Native American Black Elk said, The nation's hoop is broken and scattered. There is no center any longer, and the sacred tree is dead. The end of Black Elt, I think, always of uh, Yeats' poem, Center Will Not Hold. Mere chaos is loosed. Ah, our mother is dying. Gaia, our mother is dying. Even those who live in the houses are homeless. In a spiritual abyss, paved with absence and loss. Tech noir nihilism shivers over the cities where the neon Nazi sleeps. Feel-good fascism fills the offices. Fact-free fascism fills the media. Fear hovers at the back of the bus. 
The dawning of a dark age is deja vu, nothing new. My friends bleat about the failure of socialism to set us a good example. Oh, socialism was too good for us. <laughs> ah, footnote here. Uh, George Bernard Shaw said that we should have had socialism long ago, but for the socialists. I guess we let dead dogmas lie. The flaming red star has burnt out. Ah, we're going back to blood and myth. Keep faith with machines, with genes. Human nature is a constant. Ah, only technology, technology changes. If the gene pool breeds greed, what, uh, enough greed to eat the earth, then we're done for. Uh, the devolution derby is done. God's imagination has failed. Or has it? In any case, I will not see the Celtic twilight that was my mother's house when my imagination made a home for the kith and the kin, for the tribe that loved my mother. That time is gone. I will not see those fires again. I think of the goddess Hestia here. Footnote, yes, I'm updating this. A footnote, the goddess Hestia, the goddess of the hearth. She would be my selection for a role model. Uh, I don't think Athena is my, my model. Hestia is the woman who rules the hearth and the home, thus the fires, the tribe, the family. Now, when I came into this life, 1933, there were two billion souls on the planet. When I die, there will be close to, oh, as many as eight billion human hearts beating. Gaia is gearing up, gearing up for a biological meltdown. <laughs> She's got to cut us off at the pass. Water wars, mutation, transfiguration, the malade de fond secla, so many millions gone. The four horsemen of the apocalypse riding hard. I wonder if it's true that a little green monkey in Zaire had it in for us. Hmm. Most of our plight is our own creation. Footnote on that reference, there was a time when this was written back in the early 90s when people were telling us that a little green monkey in Zaire was the source of the AIDS virus. Uh, they kicked that around for a couple of years. And then, of course, 
things got better. Uh, anyway, to go on to this piece that was written in 1990s, uh, Primate, Primates, Primate Grandiosity. This, that's our uh, plight. It's our own creation. All these silverbacks beating their chests, running the world. The world is turned by dying men. These grandiose primates, they have wrought god religions, ego artists, tombs, bombs, pyramids, poems, pollution, and punk. Anything the fist can hold or the eye behold, anything we can make or break, but somehow never leave alone, never just leave to fate. Darwin dreamt that science mattered and that evolution would get us somewhere. How could the world grow old faster than I? Genetic engineers with prophetic leers haunt my dreamscape. Consciousness has replaced the soul, yet we still see the world not as it is, but as we are. For me... The ache is in the bones now more than the blood. Yet the white light can still open the door to the rose garden. The sex that lights up the dark, that enlightens the cave of the queen of spades, the grotto of grand old themes where the rose is red and the thorns bloody. And it's trinity time and final decline. Zen minimalism now. My hair quite white. The soul is in the serpent, in the spine. A tarot card is handed to me at a poetry reading wrapped in a note telling me that if a Sagittarius lives long enough, she can sober up and become a sage. <laughs> you and me, Cassandra. Oh, I should divorce the editors while I'm at it. There's no spirit quest in publishing, that's for sure. <laughs> Only the saints are on the job. We must care for the dying, feed the mouths. The yuppie scum on the run, nemesis at my elbow. Nemesis, the goddess of retribution, she knows I'm not a barricade's broad anymore. Yes, stumbling in my Birkenstocks, trying to get to the protest march. Well, the 90s are not so gay this time. 
Ronald Reagan spawned enough sociopaths to see the century out. Disappear the unfortunate, those without clout, without cash, without cunning. Yoko Ono said, quote, What a bastard the world is. And that, that was before, before John died. There's a thirst, a thirst for the absolute, for final solutions, for executions, and the cry so dear to the barbarians, long live death. Hmm, another nice quote here. Sounds like the... Uh, uh-huh the chance at Donald Trump's uh, gatherings. Uh, send them back, was it? Long live death, say the fascists. I know, I understand. I know the Zen way is to let it all go. Gone, gone. Once it disappears, once it dissolves into history, into time, then it all belongs to me. There's a prophet who said, to let go of hope. Yes, that is wisdom. Tis hope that is the most hopeless thing of all. Hope is the rope we hang ourselves from. (laughs) Busted hopes are such a bore. Is it better to wear the mask to the end? Better not to examine the entrails, read the omens, write the epitaphs. No more autopsies. Not this year. I was, uh, I was delighted to find that piece written, oh golly, in the 1990s because it's certainly, it's certainly up to date. I can't believe that nothing has changed. This, this general malaise. Never mind. Uh, the new rule is to look on the bright side. Right, look on the bright side. I'm on the bright side of the road, right? I have a scattering and a smattering of poems in my hand. Uh, Here's one I wrote for Rosebud. They paid me money, right? Uh Uh-huh. Ah, $40, right. I have written on here. $40. The Examined Life. This poem, The Examined Life, I sometimes regret that the man I loved the most was not a good or particularly admirable person. I should have loved the best, the most. It would have made me seem a better person, but I didn't, and I'm not. (laughs) The Examined Life, indeed. 
They also published a poem called The Last List, yes. <laughs> I'm sure it's in here somewhere, but I, yes, I'm skipping to some of the shorter ones in case I should run out of time. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, I think I have time for The Last List. This is 1987. It's very old. Imagine writing my last list when I was so young. Last list. It's all finite folks, the orgasms and the apples, the cars and candy bars of a lifetime. Count them, the books and the movies, the operations and adulteries, the triumphs and trips to the seashore. The poet is born, not made, kid. And those of us finite literary ladies, leprechaunesses, loveresses, prophetesses, Ms. Fit and Ms. Unsolicited, were on the shelf, didn't work out, so we didn't get in the big book. Let us go then, you and I, to sink in sorrow or in gin. We have lingered in the trousers of our times by coffeehouse Lotharios abandoned and seduced till modern poets date us and we're goosed. <laughs> I... Uh, I find that um, some of these notes in the journals are, what is it, if not, if not uh, down to earth, they're at least self-critical. I, I think most of us were trying to get published in those years, and here's a piece called Doubts Don't Go Away, What Are These Editors After?, I study their letters when they say a poem or a thing is wrong. They use the words that I would use to describe female sexuality. They say that the work, the poems, are fragmented, loose, repetitious, abstract, diffuse, tangential, muted, free associative, subjective, circular, dreamlike, intangible. <laughs> When they like a thing, the male editors exhibit their phallocentric focus. <laughs> when, they, when they like the work, yes, they tell me to follow the main thrust, stick to the point, tighten it up, strengthen the climax, simplify the action, and keep the lights on, literally. Well, it's embarrassing, all that sex talk. It's not their fault, of course. We are, all of us, just biological units. Women tend to have what's called field-relevant vision. That is, they can see circles out of the corner of their eye. Most men prefer to see straight ahead. But the truth is, poetry is more than perception. The pen is not a phallus. <laughs> you can't make poetry out of thought. Poetry is passion. 
So each of us longs to hear the song. Amended and restated Pacifica bylaws amendments have been proposed and may now be found on the Foundation's website at www.pacifica.org for review and have been voted on by the Pacifica National Board and are to be voted on by the station delegates followed by a membership vote. Thank you. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners who continue to amaze us. You keep KPFA from yielding, sinking, or losing our courage to be truly independent. You bolster and sustain us. No other public radio station can truly say this and know it's true, that we are proudly listener-supported. Thanks again from all of us here at KPFA. Amended and restated Pacifica bylaws amendments have been proposed and may now be found on the Foundation's website at www.pacifica.org for review and have been voted on by the Pacifica National Board and are to be voted on by the station delegates followed by a membership vote. Thank you. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners who continue to amaze us. You keep KPFA from yielding, sinking, or losing our courage to be truly independent. You bolster and sustain us. No other public radio station can truly say this and know it's true, that we are proudly listener-supported. Thanks again from all of us here at KPFA. KPFA.